Hello, my beautiful friends, and welcome back to Beautifully Broken. My name is Sabi, and if you don't know who I am, I started a YouTube channel back in 2019 after I started my own healing journey from depression, anxiety, and PTSD. I give tips, guidance, tools, and knowledge on how we can better understand ourselves and our past and present narratives, and in doing so, we can help heal our mental health. We don't need to allow those ghosts in our past to haunt us. Gaining that deeper understanding of who we are and where we've come from so that we can heal what needs to be healed in order to move forward into a happier sense of self. So very recently, a topic that has been very, very prominent I have found within conversations that I have not only on social media through my platforms, but also with friends and family and other people around me is that people have a very, very hard time still opening up about their mental health. It's still something to this day that is taboo. And to be honest, I feel that that's still so sad because when I was growing up, I never felt like I had the platform or the voice or the courage to tell people how I was feeling. So today I'm going to be going over my experience with it and how I've dealt with it growing up, as well as two years ago in 2019 when I finally got some help how I dealt with coming home after finally seeing all these layers that were peeled back from my mental health. I had to have very difficult conversations with my family members and let them know about the traumas that I had gone through, and that was tough in and of itself. But even if we just simplify it, do you ever think about when you're sad and you're in a you're in an off mood, you're in a funk, and for those of you who also struggle with depression, you know exactly the feeling that I'm talking about. You have this sinking feeling almost in your chest, and it feels vacant, like almost alone, like there's nothing there. And it's sometimes very, very difficult to voice to someone how you're feeling. Like an example would be you walk into work one day and your coworkers are like, hey, good morning, how was your weekend? And in your head, you're going, well, my weekend was tough. I was struggling to even just get out of bed or do even the most simple tasks like brushing my teeth or, you know, going to go get the mail and stepping outside of the house. And it can be so difficult to tell someone and look them in the eyes and say, I'm really struggling with my mental health. I'm really sad. I'm really depressed. And I just don't know why. I discussed this in my latest video on my YouTube channel and it's linked in my bio and my description, but basically it's interesting because when we are in these social situations, we feel as if we need to justify why we feel a certain feeling. Like if you're feeling particularly depressed and nothing has happened to you in your life for that to cause that, you know, nothing immediate. It could be past trauma that's surfacing due to something that has triggered you. I mean, a trigger could be as simple as a scene in a TV show that reminds you of something you've also gone through. For me, a little bit of a tangent, for me, that is something that triggers me still. Um, when I saw the TV show 13 Reasons Why, um, immediately after watching that show, I'd fall into a depression, not because of the show itself, but because I had been through about 85% of those topics in that show, so it hit home for me and triggered a lot of deep emotions. And sometimes, even just the smallest thing can trigger your depression. You know, a comment said by a family member, someone looking at you a certain way, or something just not going your way. And when you already suffer with depression, it 
it amplifies those emotions. I the way I tell my friends how my depression is is I look at them and I and I say, you know, when you get sad sometimes and you feel kind of blue and it's out of nowhere, like maybe you got into an argument with a family member, maybe someone put you down and they're like, yeah, I'm like, well, when I have those same instances, my emotions are tenfold. You know, a normal sadness for someone who doesn't struggle with depression is 10 times worse for me because it's like it sends me into a very deep, dark hole emotionally that I feel like I cannot climb out of. And even when I used to go through breakups, a normal person who goes through a breakup, it's difficult for them. They're sad. You know, they have their highs and lows. For me, it was almost as if I was reliving traumas from my past. My emotions were very heightened. My responses were very extreme. And that was just due to almost like a defense mechanism because my it's like my nervous system was mirroring those same sort of abandonment issues that I had been through previously but through this other situation. And so now I'm, I'm reacting to something in the present that has happened to me in the past. And that emotional reactivity is what it is. It's almost like a defense mechanism, a fight-or-flight response where you feel like you need to protect yourself. So those of us who suffer with mental illnesses, you'll notice our responses to certain situations are very extreme. And that is why. Um, It is due to that unresolved trauma that we're mirroring in a sense. And yes, it does have to do with the chemical imbalance, but lately I've been wondering, and I've seen someone called Mastin Kip, he posted about this. What if... All mental illnesses were, was just unhealed trauma. And that's just how your body reacts to something that has been stored into your system for so long. And a small part of me feels that that is true. Because as I find that I'm going back to my old narratives and the past traumas that I have been through and I'm healing from them, my depression has lessened. I mean, I still have down days. I still have depressive days. Just three days ago, I was back in a depression, but the way that I come out of it now is a little bit more gentle, and I allow myself to feel what needs to be felt so that I can work through it. So if that gives anyone any insight or inkling to the mind inside of someone who has a mental illness, it's you'll notice like people who you deal with. Even I had a friend of mine that's bipolar, and her emotional responses were so extreme that it scared me. And I never really understood it until I looked at myself and I noticed my own emotional responses and the way that I was reacting to certain situations were also very extreme. So because of those extreme emotional responses, knowing full well how we respond to certain situations, it can be difficult to speak up about how we're feeling because we're unsure about what someone may think of us when we do tell them that we suffer with a mental illness. And the depiction of mental illness isn't great. It's like when you tell someone you have depression, that's like the first thing they think that they should do is like call an ambulance and send you to a mental hospital. It's like, no, like that's not how you deal with that. Or if someone tells you you have schizophrenia, suddenly they start asking you, oh, can you see people or like what do you see what do you it's just sad you know that's part of the stigma as to why people don't speak up about 
their mental illnesses. They feel as if the platform on which mental illness is highlighted is just so extreme. It's really, really extreme and and it sucks. I remember telling someone I had depression one time, I believe a friend of mine, and her response to me was, oh my god, are you going to kill yourself right now? And I was just so, I was so taken aback by that response because people automatically think that that's what I'm thinking right in this second. I go, no, you know, my depression isn't here 24-7. It's, it's here when it's here and I can't control when it comes at all. Um, I feel it coming on within a few days. I'll get more tired. I'll get a little bit more, I don't want to say lazy because depression is not laziness. But I'll get more unproductive and I'll notice that I'm just not as emotionally engaged with the people around me. So to anyone who is struggling to open up to someone about their mental health, I promise you the right people will accept you for who you are and they will ask you what you need and how they can support you. And it's okay if you know, people don't respond in the right way or they don't know how to respond. My family didn't know how to respond. When I came back from on-site in 2019, um, I told them, I go, hey guys, this is very real. This is what I'm struggling with. And they didn't know how to respond. So I did it for them. And I very gently said, I will let you know what I need and how you can support me. And that made them feel better almost instantly because sometimes... As family members, when we hear that someone is struggling, we want to fix it. And we want to make them feel better. We want to try to cheer them up or find ways to get rid of their pain. And that's out of love and caring. And that's the only reason why that happens. But I still have a couple friends now that when I'm depressed, they say, Oh, like, go do something to cheer yourself up. Or, you know, and I'm, I've kind of had to train them in a way. Um... By letting them know, like, you know, I really appreciate that input, but I'm just not there right now. And then they go, oh, okay. And then, I, and then they go, okay, well, well, what do you need? What, what would help you from me? And all I say is, I just need someone to listen to me because there's a lot going on in my head. And, you know, I'd really appreciate it if you could just be there for me when I'm having these episodes, if you will. And even now, um, some of my girlfriends, they know I also struggle with anxiety and I used to have this thing where if someone didn't respond to me within a certain time with text messages, I would completely overthink and think the worst case scenario. But that now I know that that is based off of an old trauma wound of feeling abandoned. And one of my girlfriends, I remember texting her this, she knows who she is, so she's listening. Um, she had to text me back right away and I had assumed the worst. I thought I had upset her. I went nuts. I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, what did I do? And literally, maybe five minutes later, she goes, Sabby, um, I was just doing the dishes, but hey, don't worry. It's okay. I totally understand. Maybe go do something, go meditate and try to ground and calm yourself. But again, that took me to train my friends to understand that those are my needs because I communicated to them what my mental health routines were and how I was taking care of myself. So their ways of supporting me were giving me ideas and activities to do that they knew were good for me. So you do have to train your loved ones to understand your needs. 
Um, and I find that most of the time, the more you kind of, it's as silly as this sounds, it's like training a puppy. You kind of have to reiterate the same thing over and over and over again until they're well-trained enough to understand that when you say sit, it means sit. And when you say stop, it means stop. With your family, it's very, or loved ones, whoever, it's similar. If something they're doing or saying is triggering you, there's a gentle way to say it where they then understand you know, what's appropriate and what's not appropriate. For my family, it was the constant, okay, you know, do affirmations in the mirror or read this book on positive thinking. And so eventually I kept telling them, go guys, it's not that simple. I can't just think positive. I can't just look at myself in the mirror and tell myself, you know, hey, you're doing great, pal. Keep it up. You know, like now I do that, but that took me a really long time. But for them, I had to tell them, hey, No, like, I just need to feel my feelings and get through this. If I ignore it and put a band-aid on it, it's going to make it worse for me, and then I'm never going to heal from this. Or if I find that a family member is quite dismissive with me, um, when I am going through my depression, I say, hey, I just need someone to talk to, and they just, they don't know how to be there for me. Um, They're just simply emotionally unavailable. That's all that that means. You'll find that the people who are emotionally unavailable to you When you open up about your mental health, they won't really have a response or they won't know how to respond. Um, I find that that's just because they're uncomfortable with their own emotions themselves. And at that point, there's really not much you can do except keep a healthy distance. Because unfortunately, just because someone is family or a close friend or what have you, doesn't mean that they always have to stay in your lives in an active role. They can still be there, but... They're not allowed to be there in the way that you were allowing them to. If you get too close to someone who's emotionally unavailable as a loved one, it makes you feel more isolated and alone. And then you can never really show up as your authentic self and speak your truth about what you're really feeling and going through. And that can feel more isolating and more lonely than you can ever imagine. Another thing that I found in opening up to others regarding my mental health is I noticed that the cadence of which I talked to people or how I opened up to them depended on them. Um, And this had a little bit to do with my codependency. So if you struggle with codependency, you'll know what I mean. Um, But I think it's also a normal human response. Like I noticed that when I came back from onsite and I opened up about my mental health to some of my friends, I matched their energy. I matched their attitude. If my friend's attitude was very happy-go-lucky, you know, didn't give, a, didn't have a care in the world, then the way that I would explain my depression was in a very happy-go-lucky, I don't have a care in the world explanation, which quite honestly isn't helpful and nor is it true. Um, I wasn't being true to myself. So then when I was struggling with my depression, her response to me was of that happy-go-lucky nature. And I slowly started realizing that that was because that's how I'm showing up to her, telling her how I'm feeling. I'm not coming from a place of pain and sorrow and and loneliness, which is how I really feel when I'm depressed. Um, I just feel very alone. And in that sense, I didn't show up to her like, like normal savvy. And if I had, I could have gauged whether or not she would have been a valuable person to keep in my life. So if you notice that the way you explain how you're feeling is matched to the other person's energy and not your own, 
I want you to remember something. You're explaining your own truth. You're explaining your own feelings. Your feelings are valid and what you see, feel, hear, and are going through is true to you. You don't need to paint a picture to be someone else's picture frame in their mind. It can just be your own picture. It's your own masterpiece. It's your own art that you're giving to someone and letting them know, hey, this is me. This is how I'm feeling. This is my mental health. This is my mental illness. That's it. Don't ask for their opinion. Someone else's opinion on your mental illness doesn't matter. It really doesn't. What matters is that they show up and they support you the way that you need to be supported. And if they can't do that, then as much as it pains me to say you do have to keep a distance from them. The more you surround yourself with people who purposely try not to understand you and dismiss your needs and your feelings, the more isolating and lonely it can be. And there are other people that will understand you and that will be there for you no matter what. And that will support you and provide the needs that you need for your mental health and mental well-being. But you'll find those who are uncomfortable with your mental illness, they try to find a way to fix you in a way indirectly. Almost like they try to minimize your feelings. And it may not be to your face. It could be in little small passive ways. Especially when you show up as your authentic self and explain your feelings from who you are and how you're feeling. They're going to try to bring you down and bring you back to the type of energy and cadence that you used to be. And again, it may not be directly, it could be very indirect. Like they may, I find that with some, sometimes with toxic family members, if I know that I'm in a very emotionally healthy place, they try to bring me back down to a certain vibration and level because that's the only way that they're used to, you know, interacting with me. They don't understand what's happening and why I'm different and why I'm speaking my truth or why I'm feeling the things that I'm feeling and voicing how I'm feeling. And sometimes when you open up to your family, your friends and your loved ones, your spouses, about what you're feeling and what you're going through, it can actually deepen your bond with them and it can help them understand you on a certain level that maybe you wish you had always wanted to be understood and you'll feel, you'll feel seen, you'll feel heard, you'll feel validated for who you are and how you're feeling. And it'll give you the safe space to heal. And it'll give you the safe space to feel as well. You need that safe space and you can only cultivate that with mutual emotional intimacy. And it may be scary at first. You may be scared of what it may feel like to tell someone how you're feeling or to tell someone what you're going through. But I promise you, even if you try, it could even help someone else feel open enough to tell you how they're feeling and what they're going through and get the help that you need. There's no shame in getting help. Getting help doesn't mean you're going to be shoved into a mental hospital somewhere. Getting help with your mental health just means you're taking a step for yourself to heal and to take a step towards a better you and a better life, a better emotional well-being. And I promise it'll be okay. It's not so scary to open up. It really isn't. You can do it and you'll be so thankful to yourself that you did because then you'll be one step closer to feeling less isolated and less alone. It's okay to feel everything that you're feeling. You're a human being. And that's all I have for you guys today. 
I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Next week, I'll be doing something a little different. I'm going to be interviewing some very close people to me that have also suffered with their mental health and their journeys and provide some tips, knowledge, and guidance from their point of view that may help you as well. I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day or night. And remember, you have to get through the eye of the storm to see the clear day ahead. Thanks, and I'll see you guys next week. Mm -hmm.